Hello again, and thank you for being here. Today we are talking about why you're not feeling good. So if you have Hashimoto's, if you have hypothyroidism, you have the diagnosis, you got your meds, you're on supplements, you're doing everything that you think you're supposed to be doing, and you still don't feel good. So we're going to go over some major reasons. I want you to grab a notebook, a pencil, uh, a pen, or, you know, just your phone, because I just sounded really old school right there. So put your notes up on your phone, get some Google Drive docs out, and take notes for yourself, because you're going to want to make some changes. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Amy Horniman. I'm a functional medicine practitioner specializing in treating thyroid conditions, broken metabolisms, and just basically all around fixing people. All right, let's jump in to today's topic. Why you're not feeling better if you have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. So first, let's talk about your dose of meds. There's so much to talk about here. First of all, what is your optimal? So we talk all the time about optimal lab values, optimal versus conventional. So let me pause there and just go over that for people who may not have heard me talk about this before. When we're talking about conventional lab values, it would be like if I told you to stand 50 yards back, I gave you a ball and I said, go ahead and hit the side of a barn. You're going to throw it. You're probably going to hit it. That's conventional lab value, standard lab value range. It's huge and it's really easy to hit. And then you're told you're normal. That's a whole other topic. We won't get into normal versus optimal. Well, maybe a little bit. Bear with me. Optimal lab values is if I told you to stand back and gave you a ball and told you to hit a target on the side of a barn. That gets a little bit harder. So that's your optimal range in general. So that's our functional medicine optimal range. Now that being said, and you can download the ranges, you can go to my website, amyhorneman.com and click on free guides. There's a lab and symptom checklist. And in there, I give you all the labs to get as well as their optimal lab values. Now, even still, let's take it one step further. Those optimal lab values, are they your optimal? That's the big question right here. So when we're talking about the dose of meds, we have to take into account your medication, your dose, and are your lab values falling into your optimal? So I'll give you an example. Let's say, let's take free T3. Now in general, and this doesn't necessarily apply to my listeners in the UK or Australia because your lab value ranges are different, but in general, we want you in the upper quadrant of that free T3 conventional lab value range. So you're up here. In the U.S., most of the time, free T3 will go up to usually a 4, 4.4 in some labs. And I always say 3.5 or above is optimal. You're in that upper quadrant. Now, for some people, that's not the case. For some people, their optimal lab value, their optimal free T3 is going to be a 4.7, a 5, a 5.5, maybe a 6, maybe a 7. We see the free T3 when taken without medication in the morning. I've seen some people go all the way up to a 9 very safely, taking into account their age, of course, but that's where their optimal lies. And if they're not hyper, they are not experiencing symptoms of being hyper, 
then that's their optimal. If they're feeling good, if their symptoms are down, that's their optimal. So first we're talking about dose of meds. What is your optimal, right? Then staying on the same dose. Now we're going to get into the type of meds in a minute, so bear with me. But what if you're staying on the same dose for years and years and years and you slip back into a hypo state? You slip back into having those symptoms of hypothyroidism. Staying on the same dose is not good for a lot of people. Many doctors will start patients out on, let's take NDT, natural desiccated thyroid medication. They'll start off on 30 milligrams or one grain and never, ever, ever go up. And everyone feels great at first. And then you tank and you start to feel hypo again. And your doctor won't listen to you because he or she doesn't realize that you have to continue going up until you hit that nice maintenance point where you're coasting and your lab values being optimal, match up with how you're feeling with a reduction in symptoms. So ultimately, I want my patients to come to me and say, hey, right now, I feel great. I have the perfect amount of energy. I've lost weight. My brain fog has cleared. I'm starting to see changes in in my bowels. I'm not constipated anymore. And then we look at their free T3 and the dose they're on. And we say, okay, this might be where you're going to hang out for a while. This might be your optimal dose of whatever medication you're on. And then we monitor, right? If a patient comes to me and let's say they're on NDT, they went up in a dose, free T3 is 3.8, but they still are saying, listen, I can't lose weight. Nothing's coming off here. Been doing this for three to six months. Um, my hair is still falling out. I'm still tired throughout the day. No changes whatsoever. Then we say, okay, maybe we need a change in the meds, right? So staying on that same dose is not beneficial for you. I'll give you another example. One of my patients was luckily back in 2008, put on T3 and she was put on 2.5 micrograms of T3. So yay, she got T3, but boo, that was not enough. You can't stay on that low of a dose of T3 and expect to ride that out. Now, there there are some sensitive people that do well on a very low dose of T3. I'm not saying that if you're on that low of a dose and you're feeling good, you have to change. But she was presenting with all the symptoms I just talked about. So here she is on this low dose, and she has all of the hypo symptoms. Staying on the same dose was indeed why she wasn't feeling good. And now, by the way, just to update you, now we have her on 10 micrograms of T3 twice a day, dropped her T4 since her reverse T3 was high. She's lost 13 pounds. Her skin's glowing. Her hair's growing back. She has great energy. So there's the update. So you see how staying on the same dose for an extended period of time doesn't help. And that may be why you're not feeling better. Expecting changes too soon. So many patients will start on T3 or NDT. And I'm telling you, I I hear you. I say myself, it's a game changer. It's a life changer. If you've been on T4 only for so long, and then we add in T3, the active thyroid hormone, wow, look out, right? Your brain lights up. Your energy goes up. You're finally starting to lose weight. It's phenomenal. But please, when you start on it, Don't expect changes too soon. 
it might take you, and this comes back to what is your optimal? What is your body like? How does your body respond? It might take you a couple of months, maybe eight to 12 weeks to start seeing changes in your metabolism. I did a podcast last week that you can go back and listen to. It's called Your Metabolism is Like a Wet Pile of Leaves. And it explains how we have to start off by drying the leaves and then using some kindling and then igniting the fire. You know, like old school, let's rub two sticks together and get the spark. When you start off on a change of thyroid medication, you may not necessarily feel like a million bucks right off the bat. You should see small changes. We do your vitals. We, we should see changes in, in your vitals, your heart rate, your blood pressure, your body temp. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to shed all of this weight in a month. You might. You might. I have had patients feel better in days when we start them on T3. You might feel better in a few days. It might take a few weeks. It might take a few months. So changing your expectations and taking your vitals to make sure that we are seeing some changes and some changes mean that you're on the right path. We're on the right path with you. And that's a good sign. So just because you didn't lose the 10, 15, 20 pounds that you want to lose, it will happen. So don't expect changes too soon. That could also be why, especially if you just started on this journey, that could also be why you're just not feeling good right now. Also, it's like peeling an onion. So when I'm working with patients, sometimes we see some things start to happen and change, and then other things reveal themselves. So a patient might start feeling better in the energy department, and then all of a sudden we're getting some gut issues. So that's the next layer of the onion that we have to dig into and figure out why and kind of peel away those layers until we get all of our answers, treat all of the issues, and get that person on their way to feeling better. Type of meds. So reason number two why you may not be feeling better. We're kind of going to do big categories, subcategories. Type of meds. So if you're on T4 only, you've heard me talk about this. I don't like T4 only. I only see it work in about one out of every 100 patients. It's crazy. It just doesn't work. So maybe you need T3 only, and that's a process. I won't get into that in this particular episode, but that is a process to find out. I recommend working with a knowledgeable practitioner to find out if you are a T3 only candidate. So if you're on T4 only and we add T3 in or we change you to NDT and you're just not feeling better, maybe you're a T3 only candidate. If you're on NDT, maybe that's not for you. And then even if you're on the NDT, maybe the one NDT that you're on isn't working for you. So if you're on Armor, maybe you need Nature Throy. Maybe you need NP. If you're on Nature Throy, maybe you need Armor. Maybe if you're on NDT, you need a small dose of T3 added in to change that ratio. So now we're adding, instead of being an 80-20 split like NDT is, we're adding in T3 to boost up that T3 ratio. So maybe now you go 60-40. Maybe you go 50-50. Maybe you tilt in the way of higher dosing of T3 with lower T4 because your reverse T3 is too high. So maybe you actually go 40-60% T3. So even just changing the ratio. And all of this, it takes time. 
It takes expertise. It takes working with a knowledgeable practitioner. It takes an open-minded prescriber. So I highly recommend working with someone who knows the thyroid, who specializes in the thyroid, because it could be just the type of meds that you are on. Okay, number three, not taking your meds correctly, taking it with food. So T4 is very sensitive. All of you on Synthroid, Levo, um, Tyrosynth, a ton of different names. When you're taking T4 is very, very sensitive. And this applies to NDT as well because it has T4 in it. You cannot drink coffee or eat food within an hour of taking your medication on either side. One hour, not 40 minutes, not 35 minutes, not 30 minutes like some people are told by their doctors. One full hour. So there was a study that showed that the difference of waiting 40 minutes versus 60 minutes was a huge difference in the percentage of absorbed medication. So if you take it at 40 minutes, you might be getting 60% absorbed. But if you wait that full 60 minutes, you're getting 86 to 90% absorption, which is actually very, very good because then we have to take into account your gut health and digestion and all that. So, and what else is in your stomach at the time? So not taking your meds correctly, taking it with food. And here's another big one, not splitting your T3. So if you're on T3, if you're on an NDT, or if you have been given cytomel, leothyronine, T3 medication to pair up with your T4, and you're not splitting it, you're not getting the full benefit. T3 peaks at four hours. And we really like to split dose T3, number one, so we're not dumping this big bolus on you all at once. And number two, to basically keep your energy up and keep your metabolism going throughout the day. Now, some people, we multi-dose. Sometimes we'll do three or four or five doses, especially for sensitive people, people that are really sensitive to T3, we have to split it up more. So think along those lines, people that are sensitive to T3. Now take that person, push all of their T3 med into one dose and give it to them at one time in the morning, like many doctors tell patients to do. Of course, they're going to feel jittery and anxious and their heart's going to race and their heart rate's going to go up because they're not splitting it up like their body really needs. You're dumping this huge amount of T3 on a person that's never had it before and then they experience this huge burst because T3 works so quickly. And then they think, oh, that's not for me. I can't do it. It's making me feel bad. When in reality, all they needed to do was split it up. Sometimes just that simple change, and I've had many patients that have experienced this, that simple change makes a world of difference. They don't feel that feeling like they had too much coffee. Their energy is sustained throughout the day. And they don't realize it, but we're also keeping their metabolism up throughout the day. So they're in a better kind of fat burning state throughout the whole entire day instead of just one dose in the morning. So not splitting your T3 because your doctor didn't tell you to. It's not your fault, but I'm telling you to. Even the smallest dose, even five micrograms, still, I do recommend splitting it up. Now, if you're planning on increasing, let's say in a week or two, and you're on five and you take the five in the morning because you don't really feel like splitting it in half. And you know that you're eventually going to be taking five and five. That's fine. But I still recommend if you're on, if you're starting on five micrograms of T3, 
I still recommend splitting at 2.5 and 2.5, even just to assess tolerance and to give you that T3 in the afternoon to keep your metabolism going. So you hear me talk ad nauseum about supplements because I am a supplement brand snob. So not using the right ones, meaning the type of, not using a high quality brand, and then just not using the right ones for you. And I see this over and over again, which is why I talk about it over and over again. Do not take a supplement because your best friend's mother's boyfriend's sister's aunt takes it because she heard about it on a forum or Dr. Oz. Do not just throw supplements in willy nilly. It's not going to work. You have to use supplements that are right for you and you only. And that way, by the way, you save money because you don't have a huge cabinet full of supplements that you go, I don't even know what that one does. Somebody told me to take that one and I don't, I really don't even know what it's supposed to do. I haven't really noticed the difference. So look at it this way. You'll be saving money when you actually use supplements that are right for you and you alone. Using too much or too little. Okay. So when we're talking to supplements now, of course, this, we just talked about it with medication. This applies to supplements too. Guess what? You might need more. So let's take iron. So we start you on chill iron and you're taking it with your vitamin C and you're taking it away from your thyroid medication. That could also fall under not taking meds correctly, taking iron too close to T4 medication. It's not as sensitive with T3 only, but NDT and T4 sensitive. So taking iron near your meds, taking iron without taking vitamin C with it. And then even if you're only taking one, and we retest you and your ferritin's still low and you're still slightly anemic, maybe you need two. Maybe this person needs iron every other day and maybe you need two per day. Berberine's another one. The therapeutic dose of berberine for insulin resistance, IBS, you've heard me talk about that as well. I love berberine. I love it for treating type 2 diabetes, for insulin resistance that so often pairs up with hypothyroidism. Berberine, a lot of people just like metformin, some people can do three per day. Some people need four per day to really get that insulin level down, to get their hemoglobin A1C down, to get some movement in their glucose levels, especially when they're taking it two hours after food. So berberine is one that you might have to go up in the dose. You might be needing to go down in a dose of some things too, aka selenium. I've had many patients come to me taking 200 milligrams of selenium per day. And that's a lot. And that could push your selenium level too high and actually hinder T4 to T3 conversion. So too high of selenium is as bad as too low of selenium. So you might be taking too much. You might not be taking enough when we're talking about supplements. Again, we go into duration. How long have you been on something? Very similar to medication. Very similar to when we're talking about medication. How long have you been taking a particular supplement? to really see its effects. So let's take vitamin D. When you're taking vitamin D, many people, if you're starting low, let's just say you're starting low, meaning let's say a 40. Now, if we rewind back to what I was talking about, side of barn versus target, vitamin D is a huge side of the barn. It's 30 to 100 is the standard conventional lab value range. Optimal is 80 or above. So Targets like this, really teeny tiny. So let's say you come in at a 40. 
yeah, your doctor told you you were normal. I get it. Because you fell into that standard lab value range. You hit the side of the barn. But we're trying to get you to 80, especially if you have Hashimoto's. You're autoimmune. You can't be walking around with a vitamin D level of 40. You're low energy already. Vitamin D plays a huge role in energy, in immune system, in supporting the immune system. It plays a huge role in gut dysbiosis, the microflora of the gut. Decreased vitamin D levels are associated with an increased risk of insulin resistance and obesity. So you're already struggling with weight, and here you are with a low vitamin D level. So we start you on vitamin D. Now, your doctor would say, take 2,000 IUs per day. You'll be fine. That's enough. Well, first of all, probably not for you. The general rule of thumb with vitamin D is 10,000 IUs per day taken for one month will raise your vitamin D by 10 points. So you can see you kind of have a far way to go to get to 80. So 20,000 IUs per day taken for one month will raise your vitamin D by 20 points. So if you had a 40 in a month, you'll be at a 60. You might notice a difference in energy then. And then the next month you'll be finally at an 80. Yay. So then you might actually start to really notice a difference in your immunity. You're not getting sick as often. Your energy is better. Your gut's better. Your insulin resistance is better. Vitamin D also affects testosterone, men. So you need elevated vitamin D levels to keep your testosterone levels good. Keep that in mind. Again, optimal above an 80. So duration, expecting a difference in a week when you've suffered for 10 years, same thing as the dose of medication. I have so many people, so many patients will text me and, and listen, I'll actually get text messages saying, I only lost two pounds this month. Only. And I say, only? Well, what were you doing the month before we started working together? Oh yeah, that's right. You're gaining weight. So two pounds in a month with Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism is a win, but you can see the expectation was that they would lose 10 pounds in a month and be on the biggest loser. That's not right. Same thing with supplements. When you've suffered for 10 years and we find you deficient in iodine and low in vitamin D and you're anemic and your B12 is in the basement, do you think it's going to get better in a week? No. So expecting a difference in a week, you just can't. You have to give the supplements time to work. And if you're using a good quality and you're being guided correctly by a practitioner, they will work relatively quickly. If you're using a poor quality, you probably won't see any change whatsoever, but you have to still give it time. Now, there is a point in time. Let me tell you this story since I'm, I'm starting into it. Some of you have heard this story before, so bear with me. So this circles back to berberine and using the wrong type of berberine. So we have a family friend who came to me and showed me his labs. His A1C was elevated, glucose was elevated. So he was insulin resistant, borderline type 2 diabetic, and had high cholesterol. Doctor wanted to put him on a statin. Wife said no. He's in his 70s. And I said, okay, you need to start on berberine because that will affect your A1C and your glucose. So it'll bring that down. And then it will also start working on your lipids. So when you get your lipid panel next, your doctor will be happy. He'll get off your back about the statins. And I told him the exact brand to get. I use Designs for Health. I say that all the time. Designs for Health, Berberine Synergy has a little bit of alpha lipoic acid in it. Works great. I've reversed diabetes with it. It's phenomenal. And I know this works. So I know the supplement works. I've been using it. I've been using it with my patients. I've seen the results. I've seen numbers change. So his daughter works for 
one of the vitamin shop world's GNC is one of those and gets him a different brand of berberine for a discounted price. He used it for a year and not one number changed. So there is a point in time in which expectations and duration can also go the other way. In a year, I would expect the numbers to change. And the duration of a year is a long time. So if you're going, let's say, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and you're not seeing any changes in your numbers, maybe you actually have to change brand. That is for medication. And that is for supplements. So circling back to the medication, if you're on a med for, let's say, eight to 12 weeks, and you do not feel differently, and we're increasing the med, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're on an NDT. Let's say you're on armor. You're on armor. We're going up in the dose. Let's say we have you split dosing or multi-dosing throughout the day, and you're not feeling any better, and we retest you, and numbers haven't moved. Well, maybe we need to change you over. Maybe we need to actually give you the synthetics. Maybe we have to give you leothyronine and tyrosine if your insurance will cover it, or brand synthroid. So maybe the duration is long enough to say, hey, this isn't working. And then we have to look at the type of meds. So we're circling back to the type of meds now. But duration also applies to supplementation. Next, why you may not be feeling better, you're only addressing the thyroid. So while the thyroid is the master gland, it is the master, it runs the show. If you're only addressing that, and then hoping for this dramatic change while not looking at your insulin, not looking at your glucose, not looking at what your glucose does after meals, not treating that, not changing your diet, not changing your lifestyle, not getting enough sleep, not addressing cortisol levels, not checking your iodine, your selenium, magnesium, zinc, copper, not looking at your iron panel with ferritin. If you're only addressing your thyroid, and you're expecting changes, but you're not addressing anything else, that might be why you're still not feeling better. There's so much that goes into you feeling better. And all of those numbers and hormones and mineral status and vitamins, they all have to just be in perfect sync. And I know that sounds difficult to do, but honestly, it's not that bad. When we're checking your numbers on a regular basis, and some of them don't have to be checked all the time, but at least a good once over to see what is it that we're dealing with beyond the thyroid, beyond that might be contributing to why you feel like you do, it's important to look at all those other contributing factors because those can play a huge role. So take insulin resistance, for example. I talk about it all the time. It goes hand in hand with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. 99% of the time we see it. And if you're not addressing that with the thyroid, then you might not lose weight. Actually, you might be staying the same. And you can't blame your thyroid all the time. Maybe it's because you're eating like garbage and you're not taking berberine or metformin if you need it. And you're not addressing the insulin resistance. I have patients like this. I do. So I speak from experience. We have their thyroid perfect. There's nothing more we can do but they're not making lifestyle changes. They're not making habit changes. They're not making nutrition changes. They're not taking their supplements like they should be. Their A1C is still 6.5. So that's why they're not losing weight. It's not necessarily the thyroid. Now, that being said, treating the thyroid can also improve insulin resistance, but it has to be a joint effort. 
you got to be changing your habits to help with the insulin to actually allow the thyroid to give you some bang for your buck in the insulin department and start making changes there. It's going to work in conjunction with you and your decisions and your lifestyle changes. And then there's just the whole thing of you may feel worse before you get better. There's a fine line. So I said about duration and and dosing and expectations. But there's also something you have to keep in mind, kind of going along the lines of your metabolism is like a wet pile of leaves in that you might actually have a detoxification reaction when you start anything, when you start a new supplement. Even when you start thyroid medication, some people feel worse. Sometimes it's the fillers in the meds, but sometimes it's just your body changing and morphing and having a a detoxification reaction and it will get better. Now, if you go on and on and on like that, feeling like garbage for, again, like eight to 12 weeks, then we say, okay, yeah, maybe it is time to look at the dose of meds, the type of meds. What else is going on with the thyroid? What supplements are you taking? Are you not taking your meds correctly? Are you taking with food? Are you not splitting your T3? All the factors that we just talked about, we take those into account. And if all of those boxes are checked, we say, okay, you might have to just ride this out. Don't quit. Don't give up. You will feel better. It may just be your body reacting. And then there's the peeling of the onion peeling off layers, finding different things that we need to address. Sometimes we do need to do a GI map to address gut function, parasites, SIBO. Sometimes we need to retest your hormones. We need to do a four-point salivary cortisol panel on you. So there are other tests and there are other diagnostics that we can do to find out why you're not feeling better. Is it just that you're having a, a detoxification reaction, kind of getting used to the thyroid hormone replacement, getting used to new supplements, or is it that we actually need to change things up entirely? So that kind of goes over why you may not be feeling better. I believe I touched on pretty much everything. I'm sure there's a couple of things I skipped over or didn't think of. But just to kind of summarize, dose of meds, what is your optimal, staying on the same dose for way too long, expecting changes too soon, the type of, med- of meds that you're on, are you on T4 only? Maybe you actually are a candidate for T3 only. Is the NDT that you are on not for you? Maybe we need to add in T3 to change that ratio, not taking your meds correctly, taking it with food, taking it too close to iron or PPIs or calcium not splitting your T3 like your doctor didn't tell you, choosing the right supplements for you, using too much or too little. You might need more of a supplement. Another person might need less. You might be taking too much selenium or iodine that's pushing you into a hypo state, making you feel like garbage. You might need to back off. Duration, expecting a difference in a week when you suffer for 10 years, you're only addressing your thyroid and just remember that you might feel worse before you get better. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix podcast. Please share this and any episode that you absolutely love on your social media platforms. And please give me a review. It is so appreciated. It just gets the message out even more. Now, as a disclaimer, we know that this is just intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. You can always consult your healthcare professional with any questions. 
If you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Horneman Nutrition. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to see live videos and all the good stuff that I put out through the week. In addition to this podcast, just search me on YouTube and subscribe to my channel. 